Good day, this is Mark Pesci, and welcome to Series 9 of This Week in Startups Australia. Throughout Series 9, we're focusing on one question. What is it that makes a startup successful? Is it a great idea? A great team, great customers, or something else altogether? This is an important question for all startups, a fundamental question. And on this series, we're looking for answers. But this series is not happening in a vacuum. The COVID-19 pandemic that looked as though it had receded from Australia's shores has come roaring back with the arrival of the Delta variant of the virus. Sydney is in lockdown until further notice. We've been here before, a year ago. So what did we learn? And how can we put that to work today? Because we're going to be here for a while. What does a startup need to know to be successful in lockdown? That's the question we'll answer in this episode. We're doing our best to make a silk purse from a sow's ear on This Week in Startups Australia. This Week in Startups Australia is sponsored by Squarespace. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. Go to squarespace.com twista for a free trial. Twista is also sponsored by Odoo, a fully customizable and fully integrated suite of business apps that lets you build and scale your stack as you build and scale your business. Go to odoo.com twista to check it out. This Week in Startups Australia is sponsored by User Testing. Experience what your customer experiences with user testing. Request your free trial at usertesting.com slash twista and get the fast human insights you need to make more informed business decisions at scale. Twista's production partner for Series 9 is UTS Startups, where they're equipping a new breed of startup founders by inspiring students to launch their own venture and build the foundation for a successful career. To learn more about the UTS Startups program, go to startups.uts.edu.au. Sydney is only three weeks into what might be a very long lockdown. If we're lucky, perhaps only six or seven weeks. If we're unlucky, well, predictions range from the beginning of September through to the beginning of next year. And the timing, well, it's exactly one year since Melbourne entered a lockdown to contain its second wave, a lockdown that lasted for 100 and 11 days, almost four months. Now, beyond just the basics of keeping the kids up with their remote learning and trying to stay both healthy and sane, startups in particular faced a whole range of additional pressures. How did they adapt? So we need to ask a Melbourneian this, one who has been deeply involved in the startup community. And fortunately, we have one infrequent guest and occasional Twista host, Matt Allen. Welcome back, Matt. Thanks for having me, Mark. 
So Matt is the CEO of investment firm Tractor Ventures. Go back and have a listen to episode five of series nine if you want the full explanation of what Tractor Ventures does. Matt, so you saw your own firm. You saw countless Victorian startups adapt to the long lockdown last year. So we are reaching out to you today to find out what you've learned Let's start with Tractor Ventures. You folks were basically just kind of getting started last year. How did the four-month lockdown affect you? Yeah. So, yeah, so we, we started, uh, we launched in December last year, which was um, towards the end of lockdown. Um, but we did manage to begin and raise all our first round of capital during lockdown. Um, so for us, it was, a, I guess, again, you know, acknowledging that we're in a pretty privileged position. It was... Um, uh, it was a really, it was a time to focus for us. We were able to uh, have the conversations we need to have about uh, what we were doing. Uh, there's always a cloud around what the future looks like, mm. but um, you know we suffered that really first um, hard snap uh, early on in the year uh, when, and, and in that second lockdown, when nobody quite knew what was going on and everybody just stopped doing stuff. Uh, that was that was a challenge. But uh, as far as we're concerned, um, it was a it was a time for us to actually be quite efficient and focused. So you adapted, in other words, by focusing and being efficient. Yeah, absolutely. It was for us. It was an opportunity. I actually, as a, you know, I feel feel quite bad saying it, but but if I was to actually go and do all I did, which is to raise from a bunch of people and have to go and see them all, I'd still be going now. <laughs> I wouldn't have finished. So, in fact, the fact that you couldn't go and actually do the cap in hand thing when you're raising a fund worked in your favor. It did. It was, um, I guess it was also um, a little bit of a normalization um, process for a lot of founders. And that is, if nobody can go anywhere, uh, then we better just get on with it and do it in the way we can, which is remote. Um, you know, a lot of Zooms. Uh, I got myself a standing desk because I needed to you know, get some sort of... Uh, sanity around my work environment where I was sitting on the couch prior to that. Um, so yeah, it was definitely, uh, for us, it was a, it was having, continuing the conversations we'd have, we were having in a manner where kind of nobody expected much more than that. So it was almost a, in a positive sense, you could look at it as a gift from a, from the business sense. All right. Now you were also checking in with all sorts of startups in Melbourne as they went through the long lockdown, what did you see from them? What were they learning? Um, you know, it really comes down to customers and team. Your two, your two vectors you need to think about. Um, you know, if you were not working remotely, um, obviously we weren't used to it. Uh, so a lot of people were having to adapt quickly to figure out what the, how you keep the, you know, it's almost the um, the incidental start part of your team team culture going when everybody's at home, um, you know, worrying about everyone else's, um, you know, the rest of their environment, um, both the physical and, you know, the mental environment. And then, you know, the other question, of course, is like what will happen to our customer base? You know, will people keep using our product? And that's obviously very different for very different founders. But those those two things are, um, with, I guess, the two biggest things that people were, were thinking about. The third one was like, Will I need to go get more capital? You know, will I need to raise more money to um to to get me through this? I think, you know, the lockdowns now running um, uh, individual states and not necessarily global have probably fixed a bunch of that those those sort of problems. We now know that there's more capital than ever. Uh, there's different ways to get capital, so I don't think people will be freaking out and trying to trying to raise rounds just 
just in case. But is this a good opportunity for a Sydney startup to take a look at how much capital they have and understand better how much they have to get through the lockdown? Is that something they should be doing right now? Yeah, I mean, that's that should be BAU anyway. Everyone should have an understanding of, you know, money in bank divided by spend per month. Uh, and definitely, definitely have an eye on that. Um, I think there's a lot of a lot of the founders in my portfolio were, you know, having conversations with landlords, um, renegotiating um, ongoing expenses, whether it be for extra software. Um, a few of them asked their their staff to sort of take a little bit of a haircut and then paid them back once they got through the other end. So there's a few different ways and and you know interesting creative ways to do that. Um, I think the the challenge that that anyone has is that. Uh, any founder has especially, is that there's a lot of jobs around out there at the moment. There's a lot of people hiring a lot of people. Um, so I don't think it feels exactly the same as it did in the first and, and the second lockdown we had down here um, in the fact that it was. It feels like there might be a light at the end of the tunnel. It may not feel like to, to you guys in Sydney right now, but it feels like there's a, a macro or global light at the end of the tunnel, I think. Um, so uh, it does feel like a, an eight-week an eight week, um lockdown is, is very different to a, to a four-month lockdown. All right. What suggestions do you have for Sydney startups that are confronting this eight weeks, and we're probably sort of three weeks into that eight weeks, and possibly more into lockdown? What should they be thinking? I mean, you already touched on customers, you touched on employees, you touched on capital. Is there anything else that we need to think about that, that, that you learned last year that's important for us to know? Yeah, I might actually just um, like the last little short lockdown that we did here, which was meant to be two weeks, it kind of took three weeks. Um, uh, a lot of the founders and me as well here kind of just an art something two weeks we'll just sort of let everything go and let routines drop um, whether it be exercise whether it be um, you know team comms or whatever because it's only feel like they're going to be short when you're in this sort of one that may roll that's a really bad idea so I would strongly suggest that that, that quickly snapping into some routines especially around sort of exercise and getting away from the, the laptop um, would be will probably have the biggest impact on yourself and as a leader, your team, uh, if you can do that. So take care of yourself, take care of your team, and find your rhythm. Thank you, Matt. We will have you back on Twister really soon. Thanks for having me, Mark. Twista is proudly sponsored by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. With Squarespace, you can blog, publish content, promote your business, announce upcoming events and special projects, sell products and services of all kinds, and much more. No matter what you need to do online, Squarespace has the answer. Don't take their word for it. Here's what the folks at Remote Demo Day have to say. Back in 2020, they decided to create Remote Demo Day for founders to pitch to thousands of angel investors live. They purchased the domain RemoteDemoDay.com and had the site up and running in minutes because Squarespace is so easy to use. Remote Demo Day has been a success so far, and Squarespace has played a huge part in that. From websites to online stores, from marketing tools to analytics, Squarespace has what you need to succeed online. Go to squarespace.com twista for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the code TWISTED to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash TWISTED. 
During Series 8 of Twista, which was all recorded during the very first lockdown in April and May of 2020, we checked in on a number of startups to learn how they were coping. And one of those was InSpace, a company that transformed radically, pivoting because of the pandemic. And with us once again is founder and CEO Justin Leung. Justin, welcome back to Twista. Now, first, bring us up to date. How did the pandemic's first wave transform in space? Thanks, Mark. Good to speak to you. When COVID hit last year, we you know, literally couldn't sell our product anymore, which was a headset VR product for architects. And so I was faced with two decisions. One, wait till this thing blows over and then continue with that business. Um, and the second option, which we went with, which is, you know, I locked myself away for a week and just, you know, felt through where the world was going because I knew that there was now the biggest opportunity for our business. And I had to just figure what that was. And for us, it became clear that it was creating a way for property landlords and agents to conduct leasing and sales deals in the COVID era. Mm. And we just built a new business entirely. Was that, I mean, you, that was obviously the right call because the pandemic has not ended. People are going to need the kinds of tools you're doing. But is that, was that a kind of bet the company moment for you? It was. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's not, it's not like we, it's not like we didn't test it. You know, like, you know, we rung around our customers and figured out what they needed and, uh, and just, try to crystal ball it as, as much as possible. But, you know, you get to a place where there's just enough conviction and you just go. And I think for us, um, very fortunately, our customers gave us a really clear response, which is this is exactly what we need. These are the features that we need. And we said, okay, great. Well, if we build it, right, like how many licenses are you in for? And straight away, like with our beta product, we were just selling you know, licenses to the biggest landlords and agencies around the world. Um, and since then, our growth has just been, yeah, it's just been exponential. Just like the growth in a pandemic. <laughs> Sadly. So, <laughs> Sadly. So, so it turns out that, in fact, the pandemic provided the opportunity to provide a new kind of product market fit for InSpace. Yeah, that's right, because the market has changed. So the opportunities for products have changed too. Yeah. So new kinds of products are needed for a new kind of world. All right. You were one of the very first business meetings that I took after lockdown restrictions loosened enough that people felt sort of good about going out to business meetings. And it was really wonderful. And I think it really lifted my spirits. You know, you took me back into the office and there were all these people sitting and working really hard. All of that is over once again. So what have you learned both from last year's lockdown and the pivot and how is InSpace now reacting to the new lockdown that will be going on for probably six or seven weeks and possibly months? I think the first thing is energetically for everyone is different because we've been here before and so much easier and a lot more predictable and because of the first lockdown, we've already had the infrastructure set up. But I think... The real opportunity is just in the relationships that you can deepen in a time where it's really difficult for um, your employees and your customers and to have real empathy and to go, 
you know, because the pandemic affects employees in really different ways. And to, to be mindful of those effects and to, to offer genuine support and also with customers as well. You know, our customers, yeah, they're, they're not just professionals. They've got personal lives as well. So how do we really, you know, pour into them being fulfilled in their personal lives and really just be there for them? I think that's a really great opportunity. And the the prerequisite to any founder being able to do that for the people around them is actually them doing it for themselves. Because if you can't look after yourself and if you can't treat yourself like royalty and give yourself the mind and space and exercise and all that kind of stuff, you won't be able to navigate and strongly support your customers and employees. Justin, that is amazing, deep, sensitive, fantastic advice. We wish you well through the pandemic and thank you for joining us on This Week in Startups Australia. We'll be right back. Pleasure. Thanks, Mark. Twista is proudly sponsored by Odoo. One of the toughest parts of building a company is choosing which tools and service providers to use. There are so many functions in a startup, and each space has endless vendors, sales tools, email marketing, accounting, HR and payroll, project management, customer support, point of sale, e-commerce. It goes on and on. And eventually, you end up with a Frankenstack of tools that cost a lot and don't integrate properly. Odoo is a fully customizable and fully integrated suite of business apps that let you build and scale your stack as you scale your business. For instance, their accounting products are perfect for anyone who is ready to upgrade from Excel or QuickBooks but doesn't want to break the bank with some of the more expensive options out there. It's simple and modular, so you can use what you need, and all of their apps integrate perfectly with each other. Your first app is free forever. And right now, Odoo is offering a $1,000 credit on your first implementation pack. That's no joke. Take $1,000 off. Go to odoo.com slash twista to check it out. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash twista. There's a famous quote from screenwriter William Goldman. Nobody knows anything. Now, in his context, he was saying, really, no one knows what makes a hit in Hollywood. But it really does apply to us in our situation, particularly in Sydney, and that no one knows what's going to happen next. The pandemic is growing exponentially. No one knows when that will start to rain in, which means really we don't have any clear sense of when we will be able to exit the lockdown. Now, the premier is making very good noises about maybe it could be two weeks away. I think she wants to give people hope. That's a fine thing. But I think if you ask an epidemiologist, they'll say, oh, no, seriously, the way things are going now, it's going to be at least four weeks, possibly more. The range of numbers that I've heard that sound the most realistic to me are somewhere between, say, the beginning of September and if things don't go well, Christmas time, that it will take that long to get in front of the pandemic. But where we are right now in the middle of July is that we're experiencing the exponential growth in cases. And exponentials 
do something very important. They cloud the view ahead. They take what we would call the forward planning horizon, how knowable tomorrow or next week or next month can be. And they basically make it invisible because they throw so much dust into your vision you can't really make those kinds of decisions. And already one of the things that a startup needs to be able to do, which is to forward plan, is being taken away. Now, that is not happening globally in the way that it was, say, last year during the first wave of the pandemic. But it is certainly happening locally and it's happening locally in the economy in Sydney and for Sydney-based startups. And around 40 or 50 percent of all the startups in Australia are Sydney-based. That is the reality that everyone is operating in. So the first thing we know and the first thing we have to accept with some degree of grace is that no one knows anything right now and that that is okay and that this too will pass because eventually we will flatten the curve. And as we flatten the curve, we will get more of a view into the future and we'll find ourselves with more and more and more space to plan. And as Matt Allen pointed out, we can actually see a macroeconomic light globally at the end of the tunnel. All of these businesses will be exiting into an economy that was going gangbusters. But we have to accept that planning right now, except for covering the bases around remote working and keeping people safe and healthy and well, that is going to be really hard. And if that weren't enough, suddenly everyone's working from home again. Now, of course, some people never stopped working from home. But startups, startups are a little different. And we do remember that so much of startups are built on the mutual energy, the mutual feeding of ideas that goes on inside of a startup. Some of that requires people being quite close together at least some of the time. Now, this is where we can take a lesson from a very large but successful tech company, Microsoft. So Microsoft really tries to keep all their employees on the campus, had to go to remote working very quickly last year because of the pandemic. And then the Harvard Business Review Journal actually studied what happened to Microsoft's employees. And it turns out that when workers work remotely, particularly if they haven't been remote workers, they actually require a lot more face-to-face -face management the further away they get. In other words, managers should be checking in with them regularly in order to keep them not just across what the team is doing, but to make sure that they're actually doing things well for themselves. Because there's a tendency when you're not commuting to overwork, to lose the boundaries and the barriers that we use to sort of separate and manage work-life balance. And that that tends to go away. And if that goes away, particularly in a high-stress situation such as a pandemic lockdown, employees will tend to burn out or they'll tend to develop anxiety or other things that actually make them less effective employees, not just unhappy people, but less effective employees. And so one of the things that we realize is that management responsibilities change very quickly as soon as a lockdown happens, and they change for the duration of that lockdown. And that manager, yeah, they're focusing on meeting the goals of the business, but really what they're doing is they're focusing on doing everything to maintain the wellness of the people who they're managing because their lives have changed so much. And of course, that has to happen by the manager also teaching taking care of themselves first. And you heard Justin Lang talk about this directly, that in fact, you can take care of the team, but you have to take care of yourself. Matt said, yes, he got the standing desk. He started to exercise. And he also said that even if you think the lockdown is going to be short, don't get slack, that that 
discipline, that rhythm is really important. And I think it's important not just for the manager, but for the team to see that, in fact, yeah, conditions have changed right now, but it's business. It's business. We will get through this and we will get through this as a team. And finally, the other thing that we need to understand here is that one lesson for the entire pandemic, for every business of any size, is that fortune favors the flexible. We saw InSpace pivot from an architecture company to now being able to do tours of spaces for customers who can't come and be present in the buildings themselves because of lockdown conditions, because of the pandemic. So Justin completely redesigned his business, found a new product market fit, you know, spent time doing the work, but found that market fit and then directed himself into that. So a startup can now actually use this opportunity not just to focus, but to also revisit what their presumptions were in the foundation of the business and make the adjustments that they need to make to be able to see themselves out to the other side. Now, whether that's You know, the end of July, which is what the premier wants, whether that's the beginning of September, as the epidemiologists are saying, or whether that's Christmas time. We know that startups that are prepared to be flexible, that are engaged in the empathetic connection between the employees, between the managers in the business, and are actually understanding that it is very difficult right now to get a good look at a future that may be important for the business but is simply not on display, that those startups will come through this not just well but stronger. We'll be right back. Twista is proudly sponsored by User Testing. Are you launching a new product, developing a new prototype, rolling out a new campaign? User Testing lets you see, hear, and talk to your customers to understand how they experience your brand, your product, and your services. Chubbies, a men's casual apparel brand, gained valuable insights by asking some of their customers to explain why they love their Chubby's shorts, when they wore them last, even asking for new product suggestions to guide their product roadmap. So put yourself in your customer's shoes with user testing. Request your free trial at usertesting.com twista and get the fast human insights you need to make more informed business decisions at scale. Big thanks to Twista sponsors User Testing, Squarespace, and Odoo. Thanks to Matt Allen and Justin Lang for making the time to come on to our show. Come visit our website at twistartupsaus.com. It has got everything. It's got all the shows, all the interviews, all the photos, all the links to all the stories. So check it out at twistartupsaus.com. We'll be back in a fortnight with more great stories in Series 9 and more stories on the road to startup success. Until then, this is Mark Pesci thanking you for listening to This Week in Startups Australia.